So today, so today I'm interviewing Kyle O'Grady from Kyle Hates Hiking. He he is a guy that has, I gotta tell you, the best YouTube thumbnails on the internet. And also by far like by far the most entertaining hiking YouTube channel on the internet. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. So you gotta check that out. But He's also one trail away from being a triple crowner as he's completed the PCT and the Appalachian Trail. And so some of the things we're going to talk about today is I really want to get into a lot of the PCT because I'm selfishly interested in that. But yeah, welcome to the podcast, Kyle. Chad, thank you so much. Uh, I had a great time chatting with you the other day on my show. And I'm so grateful that you uh, you were down to have me come back on here too. So Or not come back on here. It's early. It's not early, but for me, it's early. I've been sleeping in a lot. I'm still drinking coffee, um, but we're going to get through it. It's going to be a good time. Uh, I'm excited. Right. I, do, I, I do genuinely appreciate it, man. Thank you for, for having that, me on. That's right, brother. I, I feel like we need to have our own show show called Kyle and Chad because that's the two <laughs> yeah. names that are always just getting butchered. Um, I was uh, <laughs> dude, I was thinking, sorry, I totally cut you off there. Um, I was thinking about that this morning a little bit, except I don't exactly know what your thought was because I didn't let you finish. But I was thinking this morning, I was like, Kyle and Chad are the two names that people always use to associate with like douchebag, like frat bros, especially Chad, but Kyle a little bit too. Kyle a little bit too. And I was like, that would be a, that'd be an interesting dynamic. <laughs> oh gosh. I know, man. I'm like, guys, I just want you to know that I did not pick my name. I just want everybody to know that I did not pick my name. My parents, God bless them, but I, they really kind his of. His mom, Karen, me. chose his name. Chad. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. So anyway, maybe we'll have a Kyle and Chad podcast at some point. But like I said, I really am interested in the PCT, probably because I want to do it next year. So one of the first questions I wanted to ask Kyle was, is the PCT worth it? What are your thoughts about it? Would you do it again? And was it like a good decision? What do you what what, what are your thoughts all about the PCT? Yeah. So one thing I just want to make clear is that I didn't actually end up finishing the entire PCT. There was I, I did about eighty percent of it. Um, every time I do a podcast, I always am like, oh, I, I should actually look at the exact amount of miles I did. I calculated it like shortly after I got back, but I, I don't remember. It was around 2,200, uh, maybe just slightly less than that. So I did most of it, but I didn't actually finish it to be to be totally clear. And we can get into that. It's mostly because of fires. Um, but is it worth it, dude? Like, I think so. Um, for me, I didn't do the PCT specifically because I was like interested in the PCT. I did it because I'm just like a hiking nerd and I did the AT a few years prior. And so naturally I wanted to do another one. And so I chose the PCT next. Um, so I, th I think it's worth it. Would I do it again? No, honestly, um, not because of anything specific to the PCT, but just because I it's, it's a lot on your body. And I really only feel like I got three of the long, long, long ones in me and I've already done two of them at this point. And so if I'm going to do one more, I want it to be the CDT. Uh, but that's just me there. I do know people who have hiked the PCT like multiple times. And so, yeah, that's, that's just me, but is it worth it? I think so. I think so. Um, you just, you just gotta, you just gotta be ready or as, or as ready as you can possibly be for something yeah. like that, which you're not going to be able to be completely ready. Um, even if you've done long through hikes before, as I found out, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's worth it. So much gold there. 
the the first thing I want to ask or, or kind of piggyback off of that is how because you've done now two long hikes. How has your perspective of the world, just like of the world in general, like changed when you come back from that? Because I know for myself, even after just like a 500 mile trail, I'm a different person from the start to the end. And I'm a different person. I, I carry that different person with me now throughout my life. So I got to say, it's got to be a, on a totally different scale now with, with two of these long trails under your belt. Yeah. Um, that's, that's such a, such a deep question, dude. We should have yeah. taken some mushrooms before this or something. No, <laughs> um, no, no, it's a good question. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to just be a dick. I'm trying to think like, um, how has my perspective kind of shifted? Uh, I love food a lot more. Um, I, that's like a joke, but it's also like true. Like genuinely, I feel like through hiking is really like giving me a, an appreciation for like good, fresh food, um, mm, even healthy yeah. food. Um, mm. But patience, mm. I feel like I've become a lot more patient. This was even honestly before I even started to do the long hike. So that's kind of a, a bit of a side note, I guess. But um, it, it's definitely like made me be a lot more patient because sometimes you just just got to be patient and just keep hiking before you can get to that overlook or that mountain or that campsite or that town or whatever it is. Um I think the biggest thing though is it's just made me appreciate <laughs> not living out of a backpack, um, which isn't a great way to put it. I, I guess I should rephrase it in that it, it's just made me appreciate like creature comforts a lot more, mm. I guess. And that's especially strong, you know, in the, the weeks and maybe yeah. even the months um, right after you get back from a long through hike. You're right. just like, cause there's, I remember distinctly on the PCT, there was times where I would just be like, dude, I would just love to just be in a bed or even, even when I was in town, like at a hotel or something on the PCT, it always felt like my time was limited there. And like, right. I had to, I, I, it just didn't really feel like, you know, I don't know. Um, and one thing I remember on the AT actually too, not so much on the PCT, but on the AT, there'd be times cause the AT crosses a lot of roads and there'd be times where I would like cross a road, not to go into town or anything, just like a normal road crossing, keep going. Um, and I would like see the cars going by and I would like, yeah, like, look at them going by and I'd be like, Oh, that person gets to go home to a bed tonight. And that person gets to go home and watch TV on a couch or whatever. And I'm just out here like kind of, you know, in the thick of it. And so I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of going all over the place here, but, um, hopefully I somewhat answered your, your question there. No, that's awesome. And so in our podcast before we talked about, Kyle talked about how the F do you, you know, how the F do you do a hundred mile <laughs> race? Right. And I told him, I was like, I think it's harder. I think it would be harder to do a through hike. And the reason I said that is because of like kind of what you said right there. Cause I feel like there's so many opportunities to quit on a through hike. Like you're in a hotel and, but then, you know, you have to go back out to the woods. <laughs> like you're in this nice comfy, civil, like it's very tempting. It has to be, you're crossing these roads. So you see all these people like driving past, like it's gotta be like really tempting to just jump off. And I'm sure you probably saw that with people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely tempting. It really just depends on like what state of the hike you're in, even just day to day, you know, cause some days you're feeling great. Um, and like, you're stoked to be out there. And then there's other days where things just aren't going well and yeah. you kind of get, you kind of get that where you're like, Oh man, that, that family over there gets to go home and eat McDonald's tonight. 
Which I guess to be fair, you still get to eat McDonald's a lot on a through hike. I probably ate McDonald's more on my through hikes than I normally do, actually. So that's maybe that's not the best example, but you know, you know what I mean. It's just like, it's just like, yeah, you're like two people in the same spot in the same moment in time, but it's like just two very different dynamics. Um, But it's it's obviously like it's like I said, like it's still like totally worth it. It's it's obviously a great experience. Um, It's 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 good. And useful and easy to talk about the bad stuff, <laughs> but um, right. just to be clear to everybody, this it's obviously worth it. It's obviously like very rewarding and stuff too. So it's not it's not all bad. Yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome. So you kind of talked, you touched on it a little bit, but you weren't able to finish because of wildfires. I'm guessing in Washington, around in there, dude, Washington, all Oregon. over the place in yeah. California and Oregon and Washington. It was a whole. It was a whole mess. Did you have any, because I totally get as somebody that when I first moved to Oregon, like I didn't know, I didn't get wildfires. I didn't get smoke. Like I didn't understand that concept. Right. Mm. What, what were you thinking when that was happening? You're probably like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we never got like super close to any of them. Thankfully, it wasn't like we got ran off the trail. It was more, there were sections like up ahead of us that ended up closing before we got there. And then, so we had to skip around them. And then the the ending was a whole a whole mess, but it's a bummer, dude. Like I'm an East Coaster, I'm from Vermont, and so like yeah, obviously I knew that wire wow wild fires were a thing on the PCT. I even knew, at least on a surface level, I knew that um, the chances of having to miss a section because of fires was was likely. But what happened is we we got okay so i kind of went into the trail with that with that in mind and then we got through the desert no fires no closures there was a couple that or at least one that i can remember that happened in a town that we had already passed through so we kind of dodged that i think it was a pretty short one so i think we would have been okay but um we got through the desert no fires so the gears start turning and i'm like hmm all right well that's a pretty good sign like we're already right now good a good way through and we haven't had to skip anything and then we get through the sierra that whole section which i guess i mean i i i guess there's fires there too it is a little bit wetter but i mean shit i mean tahoe what was that fire back in 2021 mm-hmm. um damn it why can't i remember there's yes. some guy what, what in, was it in lake tahoe i went through that actually i did a bike packing around lake tahoe and i had to go through that and that Caldor fire maybe or something like that that sounds familiar i think there was another one too there's some guy from california screaming at his phone right now like these idiots don't even know but um there that was i know there's a huge fire through there so anyways got through the sierras no fires um got halfway down the trail no fires and so we're in northern california at this point and so even though i went in knowing that there was likely going to be fires and closures um we got so far that I was starting to be like, you know what? I think we might be able to pull this off. And I kind of convinced myself, or I don't even know if I convinced myself. I just kind of like became naive to the fact that it could still happen. I was like, Oh, like maybe we'll be lucky. It's going to be different for us. Everything's going so well. And then shortly before we got to the California Oregon border, it was at the point where we were probably, I don't remember exactly, maybe like uh, 150, 200 miles away from the, the Oregon border for state crossing. And so like we were starting to get really hyped for that, you know, and we find out that I think it was the um, McKinney fire 
was that was that it? Um, that sounds familiar. Yeah, I, I'm. I think that's what it, I could be wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Um, the Dixie Fire was the one I was thinking of a second ago. By the way, um, the McKinney Fire happened, and the PCT was closed at the Oregon border and going south. And so we're just like, oh, man, we're not going to get to cross the border. We ended up skipping to kind of go around that fire. And then and feel free to enter. I'm just kind of rambling about fires at this point. Feel free to interject whenever it cut me off. But then we had to skip another section in Oregon, a small section, only like 60 miles because of another fire. I don't Windingo fire, maybe something like that. Um, and then we tried to put that behind us we were like okay at least we'll get to hike the second half of oregon and at least we'll get to hike all of washington right and so we get to cascade locks we cross into washington and we get you know a little bit into washington things are going okay and then we learned that the canadian border oh my God. of the pct is closed oh. and at this at this point it really felt like i had finally recovered from skipping the other sections because i'm very i was very like wanting to, hike to the do entire... everything yeah, yeah, yeah exactly i respect exactly. that dude i love that yeah yeah for better or for worse in this case um and i was finally kind of over the fact that we had to skip and i was like you know what we're still going to get to hike to the border like it's going to be great and i was really just feeling like rejuvenated um and like very motivated again because there was kind of a lack of that after skipping and then we find out, yeah, the Canadian border of all places is closed. And so we're not even going to get to hike that. And that was just a huge bummer. And mm. the hike didn't last too much longer after that, I'll say. There were some other fires and some other circumstances. And I could get into that if you want me to. But, yeah, fires were a bummer. Um, and, you know, on the AT, I was very much a purist. I wanted to hike the entire trail. I did hike the entire trail. And that's how I've always looked at, like, through hiking. But... In hindsight, I kind of wish I had had a slightly different mindset hmm. on the PCT, which is which is hard for me to say because when I think of other trails I want to do in the future, I still want to do it with that like purist mindset. Mm -hmm. But for some trails, I feel like it just it just isn't realistic. But there are some people last year who were able to hike the entire PCT, so it's not impossible. I don't know. It's I can, I'm still struggling with it to this day. To yeah. be honest, you could probably tell. So it's it's complicated. Yeah, that sounds like the toughest part of your journey coming out of it right now is just kind of grappling with that, with that not being exactly point A to point B ending. But dude, I totally respect that though. Like, cause that's how I am as well. Like I would never, like if I would never like accept a hitch to, I don't know what, what is it you call it? Like there's yellow blazing. Yeah, yellow blazing or just skipping. Yeah, like I, like I know, <sighs> For me, dude, and I haven't been in that position, but this is why I've done a lot of like snow stuff in the past now, in the past couple of years is because if I do the PCT and there's a large snow year, that's a lot of times when people will skip, right? And then they won't come yeah. back to do it. Which is, which is honestly like, just to be clear, like that's different than people who just skip just for the sake of skipping, which a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, skipping because of fires and because of dangerous conditions is like right. very different. I just want to be clear than people who are just like, oh, like, I heard it's going to rain this week, so I'm just going to skip ahead 200 miles, you know, yeah. that kind of thing, which I mean, people could still do that. Like, it's fine. Do what you want. But I just want to be clear. There's a distinction. Anyways, I'm sorry, dude. I, I totally cut yeah. you off there. No, I mean, that's a good point. But the reason I say that is because I wanted to be prepared because I always would hear people on podcasts when it was a large snow year. They'd be like, well, I didn't have snow experience. So like I skipped up. 
And I was like, for me, I was just like, okay, but I want to like do that. Cause I feel like the Sierra is like one of the hardest parts of the trail, whether there's snow or not. I mean, it's just, it's pretty, you know, you're up in elevation. You're pretty, it's isolated. We talked about this in your podcast, like even with no snow, it's hard. <laughs> like, yeah. So I can't imagine with snow, but yeah. So like, I always really wanted to be very much prepared if I had to go into that with a high snow year this year for example, would be, would be like that. And I don't know how many people are going in, but be, be interesting and be, it'd be a, it'd be something to grapple with in your head if you were going to go in or not. I'm sure a lot of people are. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of people skipping too because of that, which I'm, you know, for all the, the bad things that happened on my hike with the fires and stuff, I am grateful that we did not have to deal with snow at all. Um, Partially because I guess it was a low snow year or whatever, or maybe just a normal one. And then partially because I started pretty late too. I didn't start till mm-hmm. mid-May. And so by the time I got to the Sierras, oh, wow. there was a couple like little patches of snow, but like no micro spikes, no ice axe, no yeah, worries yeah. about snow at all. And I had never really hiked out West before. I've never, I've still never like had to carry an ice axe or anything like that. I don't know how to self-arrest. I don't know how to hike through those conditions. So I'm, I am grateful. Um, we had like pretty prime conditions going through the Sierras at least. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword, right? It's like, if it's a low snow year, you're probably going to get fires. But if, if it's a high snow year, you're going to have to deal with snow, but probably no fires. And that's probably what's going to happen. Maybe. I don't know. People, people seem to still think there's going to be fires this year. I hope not, dude. I hope not. I want to go back and finish up what I, what I didn't do last year. So yeah, please God. (laughs) No, I think you'll be pretty good, dude. I mean, for what it's worth in my experience living in the PNW, September is the worst month for that. It seems to be, but if you can go July, August or something, well, it'll probably have to be like August, you know? Yeah. It's going to be August. Most likely. Yeah. That would be really good for the North Cascades. It's awesome over there. That's cool. Oh, so sweet. you had, but you also had a near death experience on, on yeah, the PCT as well. And this is on a trail that I actually hiked probably just a few months before you were actually there. Cause they had just opened up the, what's called the Eagle Creek trail because it, that was decimated by fires several years ago. Right. And so I actually had hiked and I know exactly the place that you talked about where this has happened, but can you kind of just recount that story? Yeah. Yeah. So Eagle Creek alternate um, it's, it's obviously it's an alternate, so it's not the official PCT, but most PCT hikers take it. Um, but yeah, dude, we're going down this stuff. It's totally burnt out. Um, but then you get down to this river. I don't know the name of the river, Um, but it's like super beautiful and it's just like the trail follows a straight cliff for like a few (laughs) miles if i recall (laughs) and it's a huge drop it's like a couple hundred feet yeah and so me and my my two other buddies are going along and i was in the middle my friend brandon was a little bit ahead of me maybe 30 40 yards ahead of me and then my friend philosophy was a little bit further maybe like 50 yards behind me um and we're going up the uh the the drop off is on the left of me and to the right of me it's basically just a wall and then you know up above the wall part there's like a slight incline it's the trail's just kind of carved out in like a really steep hill you could say and dude we're going along i had my headphones in and all of a sudden like it all happened so fast it's kind of hard to describe but i just felt like a vibration like the something was happening and like, and this all happens in a split second. I like look up, I see my friend Brandon 
kind of tucked himself against the side of the wall and uh, the gears start turning and i'm like i think a tree's falling like that was my initial thought like i, I thought a tree was falling um you know on the right like heading towards the the cliff basically the drop off um which meant it would have gone over the trail and so i just started running and all of a sudden like i actually didn't see it because i was running away from it but i saw the aftermath and heard the aftermath i guess a giant boulder my friend brandon he saw everything because he had turned around and was looking back at me at this point and he said a giant boulder the size of a small car those were his words just came tumbling over the trail and off the cliff like the 200 feet down and just exploded into the into the river and in his words it was about his estimation it was about 15 yards behind me when it actually came across the trail and so like if i hadn't started running (laughs) like i don't know like it probably wouldn't have hit me but like dude it was so freaking close i was like shaking afterwards and also my friend philosophy was behind me and so it went between the two of us and so if we had been like hiking closer together or even if the even if the boulder hadn't hit us it could have like startled us if it was a little bit closer to us and like we could have fallen off the cliff like super super sketchy um it's like what are the odds of that happening and it was just like one of those instinct moments where i just felt like something was off i just started running i couldn't tell exactly where it was going to come down obviously and a little bit of luck, a little bit of bad luck that happened in the first place. And just like, honestly, one of the craziest, probably the closest, like near death yeah. experience I've ever had hiking is, <laughs> is it was nuts. I think it probably had something to do with the fact that it was in a burned area. It was like mm-hmm. the grounds just like looser. I'm guessing. Sure. Um, but like, yeah, dude, I'll never forget that. Super crazy. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Cause everything's just so loose and like not compacted there. And they always, always afraid of runoff or like landslides and things during yeah. high rain events and stuff but yeah so we could felt, oh, like vibrate oh yeah it, yeah before because like it was it was basically like the trail was like a straight wall on the right and then you know it was above me that like the incline started again and so i couldn't see it coming down at all so i could just feel it and then like hear it and then that combined with the fact that i saw my friend up ahead of me crouched against the side of the of, of the of the wall on the trail I was just like, dude. And then like it went over and it was like an explosion in the river, just a huge boulder. And then we could actually see it. It was so big that even though the river was like hundreds of feet below us, we could actually see it where it came to rest in the river a little bit, just like a giant boulder, dude. It was, it was insane. (laughs) Brandon got the best picture because he had turned around and faced me. So he got to see me run. He got to see the boulder come down behind me and he got to watch it go all the way down into the river. Insane. Insane. Well, good, good, good reflex and reaction there. <laughs> I know, dude. Like it's just, it was just, it's, I didn't even think about it. it. Just, yeah, I just ran. Yeah. It's always weird after those experience. I had an experience on hood, Mount hood a few months ago where I got hit by some ice and I like actually fell down the mountain and like Ooh. arrested by, I dropped both my ice axes. Cause that's the thing to do in that situation. Right. <laughs> so smart. And Dude, I was like literally falling like 20 feet down the mountain. People are like screaming. And like all I did, I just could just arrest with my crampons, which you shouldn't do usually because you get flipped over. Mm-hmm. Like that's all I could do. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And then like the next few days afterwards, you're kind of 
just in a, I was in a weird headspace of, wow, I could have, could have, yeah, I guess. You know? Yeah, dude, you gotta be careful. I'm glad you're all right. That sounds, yeah. see, that's like totally above my pay grade. I've never done like anything where I needed an ice axe or anything, like I said. So that, that's scary. That's scary well, we to hear. We gotta get you out here, dude. And since I'm living next to Colorado now, we gotta get you out here to do some 14ers and stuff. Yeah. Scrambles in. Oh, Kyle boy. and Chad. <laughs> dude, let's do it. <laughs> It'd be so cool. We well, can, yeah. Oh, go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. No, you got it. No, I was gonna make some stupid comment about. Kyle Plus being <laughs> frat bros on the mountain. <laughs> we need like shirts and stuff. And yeah, you know. <laughs> that's awesome. So, okay. So you are, you're also for the people that don't know, Kyle is also a content creator has a really big YouTube channel. That's doing awesome. Yeah. My only fans is popping off too. And only fans. I mean, you know, you got to get those, those feet after the end of a 25 mile day. <laughs> Dude, I'm sure there's some, some girl out there who does that. <laughs> right. So how is it, how is it creating content? Because you, you documented the whole PCT as well, which is by the way, like people that don't know, like creating content while you're actually still hiking too is extremely hard. I'm, I'm, it, it is awesome though, that you were hiking with a buddy and that, you know, so you don't always have to set up the tripod and stuff and like get yourself walking. Like Ivy tap does like that's, that's hard. That's Dude. hard stuff. Yeah, it so is. How was it? How was it creating content and, and hiking? How did it go for you on the PCT? Um, it was, it was good, dude. Like I'm so grateful that I did it. I mean, obviously right. so that everyone could watch, but also just like, it's awesome to look back on it now too. Yes. And so I, I hired somebody to edit the videos for me. Mm -hmm. So that was like, that was the biggest thing I was worried about. I documented a lot of shorter hikes before. And so like, I knew that I could like film it. Well, I knew that I could like do it in a way that was, um, minimally invasive in terms of the hike itself. And the big thing I was worried about was editing. I was like, there's no way I'm going to have time or mm -hmm. the energy to edit while I'm out there. And so I hired somebody to edit the videos for me, which took like a huge weight off my shoulders and also made the videos a lot better than I think they, than they definitely would have been otherwise. Um, and so I, I, I was, I was in a pretty good rhythm with it, dude. Like um, I was always thinking about the pacing of the video. And so like, I knew when I needed to, or didn't need to film so I could be like, okay, I, I've got enough shots for now. I don't have to worry about it for the next few miles. I can just focus on the hike or whatever um right yeah and then a lot of it was i mean as far as what i would say i never planned any of that out ever right. i would always just turn the camera on and just say some bullshit and, mm -hmm. and and or point it at my friends and have them say some bullshit and there's there's usually a lot to talk about when you're doing something like a through hike so it, it it came out pretty good and like i i'm very proud of those videos those are probably the best videos i've ever done they're not my most viewed videos but they're definitely the, like the best videos I think that I've ever done. And like, I couldn't have done it without Luke who's editing and I couldn't, couldn't have done it without Flossie and Brandon who were the guys I was hiking with too. So I'm very, very grateful for the way those came out. Dude. Awesome. Yeah. It's a good point. You really don't have to make up drama on the trail because the story naturally unfolds. Oh yeah. The way it always goes. Right. Oh yeah. And one thing I really like about your videos too is, is you're very transparent. You're not, we talked about this a little bit in, in your podcast, but it's not always sunshine and rainbows. Like you're not afraid to show some of the scarier parts, some of the parts where you're lower. 
And I think a lot of people relate to that. And I think that is one reason why your channel does really good in that, in that aspect as well. Not only the fact that you have some kick-ass YouTube thumbnails, but <laughs> you know, people do relate to you. And dude, if you look at your comments and stuff, and I'm sure you do, people, people just, you know, they, they eat that stuff up. So yeah, yeah dude, I got the, I have the best subscribers on YouTube. I'm so grateful for all the people that watch my videos. Like it's, it's unreal. So grateful. It's kind of funny, dude. I, people, so, so I just made a video. I haven't posted it yet. It won't, I'm not sure when this is going to be up, but it'll probably be out by the time this comes up. Um, I filmed this video yesterday where I was kind of reacting to some comments and somebody wrote like, Oh, like so many people on YouTube, like hiking YouTubers, influencers or whatever. They like only show like the good stuff or whatever. And I don't know. I kind of feel like a lot of people don't. I kind of feel like that's almost like an overused saying being like, Oh, people only show the good stuff. I think on Instagram, it's definitely true. Because on Instagram, it's just a photo, so it's kind of harder to capture. But like the uh, the bad stuff too. But on YouTube, I feel like most people, and not that I've watched everybody to be fair, but I feel like a lot of YouTubers, hiking YouTubers, do actually like capture the good and the bad. If anything, maybe not even because they're trying to like keep it real, but if anything, just because it makes good content. Like, you know, yeah, like it's, sure. it's just a good like some negative, some bad stuff give some drama or whatever. So that's, that's kind of an interesting, interesting thought. Cause I've definitely been that guy that goes on podcasts before. And I'm, and I'm like, Oh dude, look, I make sure I show the good and the bad. Like nobody does that or whatever. I've definitely been that guy, like for sure. And I feel like everyone literally goes on podcasts and says this shit nowadays. They're just like, Oh, like dude, my content, like I keep it real. Like, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I, I, I'm not, like no offense i'm not trying to like you're so admirable we're so admirable <laughs> oh my god i know that's just the thought i had the other day when i was making that video and i just think it's kind of funny like that really does sound like the most generic influencer shit to say just be like yeah dude i i just like to show the good and the bad to, like show people that it's not always like good so i don't know it's kind of funny yeah yeah no that's interesting the reason i bring it up is a lot of people say it on my stuff and so i'm like because I don't watch too many hiking channels for that much anymore. I used to a lot, but it is easy to do that, especially when you have a vlog style content, such as IB Tats, where he's doing it every single day. Because obviously bad things are popping up yeah. every single day. The stuff where I see it less so, though, is where it's a giant hour long movie of the PCT. And then it's just all just like, oh, great. interesting. Yeah, interesting. Like, I, dude, I got to, there's one video, I'm not going to say it, but there's one video <laughs> that I had, I watched halfway and then I was just like, there's no obstacles. There's no, like this just, there wasn't compelling to me. And so it's, it's like those hour, hour and a half long videos that I, yeah, I in. honestly, I haven't really watched too many of those. So maybe, yeah. maybe um, I'd like to make one of those too, after I go back and finish. So like, maybe I'll have to watch a few sure. and I'll, I'll definitely have that in mind now. Um, with my hike, there was plenty of <laughs> bad stuff with the fires and some other stuff too. Right. So that yeah, will not right. be an issue with mine. Right. But if yeah. I did that, if I put out like an hour long video summing up my hike and there was nothing bad in it, my audience would be like, right. dude, what the, what the hell right. are you doing? We saw the vlogs. Like we right. know like shit went wrong. So right. I couldn't right. do that. Yeah. And it wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be good content. Like you got to have some, some mm -hmm. suspense, some drama. Like every good story has like a, a nice start some drama, some bad stuff, some conflict in the middle, and then a nice happy ending. So that's how you gotta, yeah. that's yeah. how you gotta do it.
Well, so kind of transitioning because your current content right now or what you've been uploading as of the last few months mm-hmm. has been these these stories of hikers that uh, some different kind of stories of hikers. Describe, isn't it? I, I call it mystery tra- videos. Yeah, like tragedy videos, mystery videos. Yeah, exactly. And I got to say, so the one I watched – a while ago was the one on otter which was the guy on the cdt and bro Mm -hmm. i watched first of all you do a really really great job of because this is a really i feel like this could be a touchy subject right yeah oh it is definitely you do a really good job of of being respectful of the of the person that did it and then you try to basically try to what are the lessons from this type of thing right and you cover it very respectfully But I got to say that story, dude, it kind of haunted me for two to three days afterwards. It's crazy. So disturbing, dude. Yeah. What was it like? I mean, maybe you could, if you want to provide a little context, you can, but what was it like covering that story? I guess it probably would be maybe if you want to give like a quick summary. Yeah, yeah, sure. Summary of like what actually happened. So maybe the the audience could know and like, so they don't do this too. Yeah, (laughs) no. Oh, I appreciate you saying that like i do it respectfully genuinely because like i i really really try to do it like as respectfully as possible like my biggest fear is i'm gonna right accidentally do something not yeah. respectfully one day and then i'm just gonna get like in trouble right. um so i really do try to do it respectfully but um so dude with otter man i can i cannot believe i had never heard this story before and so i actually had never even heard of it until somebody in the comments of one of my other mystery videos like was like hey you should like look into this story. And so I just quickly Googled it and I started reading and I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe I've never heard of this. And I was like, more, more through hikers need to know about this story so that they can avoid this. So anyways, um, this gentleman, his trail name was Otter, um, extremely experienced through hiker. Uh, I'm talking one of the most experienced through hikers in history. He had triple crown. I think he was on his third triple crown on the CDT when he passed away. So like, it wasn't just like a beginner who didn't yeah. know what they were doing, who got themselves into trouble because of their ignorance. It was not that this guy extremely accomplished, extremely experienced. And he was hiking the CDT southbound for the third time. Um, third time. And, well, That's, sorry. I, I don't know yeah. if he was hiking it the way I phrase it there. I don't know if he was hiking it southbound for the third time, but he was hiking the CDT, I should say for the third time he was going southbound on this particular hike. And, he he was kind of pushing it in terms of the season and so it was mid-november at this point and he was in southern colorado um right around the new mexico border and my understanding is that he he knew there was some winter weather approaching and he had actually taken a few days off to get some new gear and according to chats he had had with um the trail angel he was staying with at the time he was aware of the winter weather. He was a slightly older gentleman. Um, you know, off the top of my head, I can't remember his age. I wish I did. I, I want to say he was in his 50s, I'm pretty sure. And despite the storms, um, despite the the weather, you know, I'm not sure exactly how much he knew about it. He probably didn't know exactly how bad it was going to be. But um, he hiked out. This was like November 15th, I want to say something like that. Um, crossed into New Mexico and he basically became snowbound. And so 
he something must have happened where he didn't have the strength to hike through the snow. And so he actually did try to backtrack to get back to the road. He couldn't make it. And so he basically just kind of set up shop on the CDT and was just stuck. And he waited and waited. He didn't have a um, GPS with an SOS button. He didn't have cell service. Um, he waited. He waited. After, I think it was a couple weeks, he hiked a few miles down to a forest service campground. And there was a bathroom there. And he like got into the bathroom. He waited. He waited. He tried to go out another time. He didn't have the strength. Um and obviously he was just getting weaker and weaker as time went on. And then eventually he just died in that bathroom. Dude, he, he, he survived for like well over a month before we don't know exactly when he died, but he was keeping a journal and stuff. And so that's how we know all these details. And yeah, dude, for well over a month, he just waited in that bathroom. And one of the like really haunting things about it is he expressed immense regret in his journal right. about like wishing he hadn't hiked out, like wishing he had done this differently or whatever, like, you know, being like, I brought this, brought this on myself, essentially. Like he really um, regretted it and owned up to it in his journal. And it's just super haunting. So like, there's tons of takeaways from it, but like, dude, like when I heard that story, I was like, I cannot believe I've done two through hikes at this point. I've done thousands of miles and I've never heard this story before. Yeah. And so I was like, it needs to be, it needs to be talked about. And that video went like, kind of viral honestly Crazy, yeah yeah and like so a lot more people have heard his story now which is it's a very disturbing sad story but i do think there's just a lot of takeaways from it so i'm glad that people have um been able to hear it for that reason and just like yeah super sad super just like disturbing like you said it's, it's crazy yeah no dude such a great summary of that i'm so glad i had you do that and not me <laughs> so yeah that was perfect yeah it, it, like you said, what really is haunting about that too is the fact that he was so experienced too. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you think that once you get all this experience, that'll never happen to you. Yeah. And then when you see someone with that much experience, that something like that happened to them, that's spooky. That can yeah. Spooky. Yeah, dude. That was one of the biggest like things that kind of like stood out to me too. Right. Um, it's almost like your experience gets to a, a point where it actually works against you in terms of safety. Like you would think the more experienced you are, excuse me, the more safe you would be great that at some point it could potentially cloud your judgment a little bit. You get overconfident. Um, and you know, I don't know exactly what his reasons are. I don't know what was going through his head when he hiked out. Um, but we do know that he, like I said, was extremely accomplished and he knew the, he knew that it was getting cold. He knew there was a chance of snow because of his gear choices. But like, yeah, dude, I don't know. It's super scary. And, and then one other thing I think I should mention too is that they did search for him because he was, you know, he was out there for, um, you know, more than a month before he died. And so they they were searching for him, but they just they didn't really know exactly where he was. He hadn't really left his plans with anybody he had spoken to the the trail angel he was with about it but that was pretty much it and so they were looking for him they got a false sighting in a town further down the trail so then they kind of concentrated their searches down there instead of you know up near the colorado border where he was and so you know they never they weren't yeah. able to find him until the spring when the first cdt through hiker that year hiked through and and uh 
which saw he the wrote bathroom. That note, which he wrote the note on the. On yeah, the, he's he's so he was in the bathroom at this Forest Service campground, and he he carved. I'm paraphrasing. He carved like dead CDT hiker inside, and like wrote his name and stuff. And so the hiker that eventually did roll up in May, um, didn't even open the door. They just saw no. the note on the door, and they were eventually able to to get in and find him in there. Super sad. Right. Um, it's a, yeah, it's a bummer. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of takeaways. And so I hope that given so many people saw that video, I hope that people would think twice about going out in certain conditions would think twice about their own level of experience maybe. And also think twice about hiking without a, um, some sort of SOS GPS. Yeah. Cause if he had had one of those dude, like he, it would have been unpleasant it's still dangerous because he would have been out there stuck for a couple of days at least, but he would have survived. Um, definitely. Makes me just actually think about, I had to get, so I lost my Garmin inReach mini <laughs> coming down Mount hood a few months or like about a year ago. And so then I was borrowing my girlfriends, but then we broke up. So now I have to actually get, yeah, you got to actually get one. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of sucks. They're like 300 bucks, but like, yeah you need them you need yeah, them. yeah you do i didn't start hiking with one dude until i started making these mystery videos oh really i never have it on the at i didn't have one on the pct like oh. all this time and it wasn't until i started making these videos that yeah. i was like dude you know what there's there's been multiple stories i've covered where people certainly would have had a much better chance of surviving if they had right. one of these and so i was like dude i i gotta i gotta get one so i, I always carry one now that's good well that's good well, on a lighter note, one more, a <laughs> couple more questions for you is, uh, this always cracks me up on your channel. What's, what is the thing between you and Becker, Dan Becker? <laughs> yeah, dude, that's been a running gag on my channel for a while. So I don't know when I first started my channel, I just like, I don't know. I just would like make little jokes about Dan Becker, nothing like mean spirited or anything, you know? Right. Um, but I would just like make little like goofs and gags about Dan Becker. And then eventually he, we like got in contact. This was when my channel was like super small still. I didn't even have a thousand subscribers and he was probably at like, I don't remember exactly, maybe like 10 or 20,000. So he had an audience, but it wasn't like the size it is now. And like, we just started chatting and he loved it. He thought it was hilarious. Um, like he was a really good sport about it, which I appreciated. And my audience loved it too. And so I don't really make jokes about him anymore now, but like for a while, dude, that was like the gag on my channel was like Dan Becker jokes and stuff. And, and it was, it was funny, but Dan and I are, are friends. Oh, um, cool. And he's actually been like super helpful to me, just giving me like YouTube advice and content advice throughout the years, even before I had an audience, like I said, like he didn't have to do that. Um, he didn't have to put up with this idiot who was just making fun of him all the time. <laughs> but but he was all about it and he loved it and so he's been super fun and uh i'm very grateful for that <laughs> yeah he's a he seems like a good guy i mean he he's he, from, he lives in wisconsin i believe yeah right? yeah yeah and that's that's where I think i'm kenosha from. I could, yeah okay and i can totally tell by his accent i mean that's kind of <laughs> what i'm like when i used to drink people would always say oh your accent is comes out when you, when you do that but yeah no he, he seems like a cool guy i did see where he almost died in the grand Canyon, but they had an SOS beacon. There yep. you go. It kind of comes full circle right there. And that was an interesting thing for him to 
to film and document, but good lessons too. Yeah, I'm glad he's okay. I'm glad yeah. he's okay. Yeah. So I'm glad I didn't have to end up making a video about him. <laughs> right. Gosh dang it, Dan. <laughs> yeah. So so I guess to kind of close this out, what what is next for well, we know what's next for hiking, right? It sounds like it's the CDT. Well, yeah, the CDT, but like more immediately, um, I I want to go finish up what I missed on the PCT. I'm hoping okay. to do that this year. I don't have any flights booked, but um, I have like a permit, and I I'm, I'm most likely my lease is over in July, so it's either that or I go back to my parents' house. <laughs> I think I'd rather go finish the PCT. Where are you? Where are you going to start then? Uh, I'm going to start in Mount Shasta. And I've got to go from Shasta up to Ashland. And then I have to go up and do the 60-mile section in the middle of Oregon. And then I got to go up to Stevens Pass and hike from there north to the Washington-Canadian wow. border. Dude, I I very much respect that. Yeah, it's, be, like it's like 500 yeah, miles. Kind of be a logistical nightmare, but not Oh, so yeah, bad. dude. No, but it's like, going to be bad, dude. There's like a seven-hour drive between yeah. the last section in Oregon all the way up to Leavenworth where I have to get back on. It's going to be a pain. I'm going to have to rent a car. I, yeah, Let me gonna... know off off of the off of the air we'll we'll talk about i got a lot of contacts up there so oh dude i would love that man i appreciate ton, that yeah a ton of contacts that could help you out i think so let's talk about that off air yeah a little yeah. longer but what about what about for your channel where do you see that going your youtube um i'm gonna keep kind of doing what i'm doing to be honest like it seems to be working pretty well and i'm enjoying it the audience seems to be enjoying it so I'm going to keep making like backpacking related videos, you know, tips and gear and stuff like that. And then I'm going to keep doing these mystery videos too. Um, there's no shortage of stories of, you know, people getting lost or things going wrong or just weird shit happening when it comes to uh, the trail. And so I'm just going to keep at it. And then um, I would like to put together like a long, like documentary style you got video it. of my PCT hike, but that's, I haven't even gone back and finished it yet, let alone put the video together. So that's, you know, it's going to be a while before that is a thing, but I would like to do that as well. I am starting to kind of get the gears turning, talking to my editor, Luke, about it a little bit. Um, he's going to help me. And so hopefully we'll be able to put that together. I I, I don't think I'm going to, I probably shouldn't even be saying this because like I said, I haven't even fucking gone back and hiked it yet, but I don't think I'm going to, tell anybody on the channel about it it's not like a secret i'm talking about it right now but like i don't think i'm gonna be like hey guys like get ready for this i think i'm just gonna kind of drop it out of nowhere and just see what people do <laughs> yeah no that's interesting man what i've found for my own youtube stuff is that my com when i combine them all into one documentary they do 12 times better yeah and yeah i have a contact at youtube that actually he works for you. He does the ads in YouTube and he was, he was the one that recommended I do that. And then once I did, I was like, Oh shit, I don't know if I'm going to ever do like episode episodic ones again. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I'll ever do that, but yeah. And it's, it's interesting. It's, I it's think interesting how people like to consume it. Yeah. I think the episodes make sense for like the AT and the PCT and maybe the CDT too, but every other trail, I think yeah. you're better off just doing one long one for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Well, so where can people catch up with you at? All right. So YouTube, Kyle Hates Hiking. Um, just type it in. And then Instagram, my handle is also Kyle Hates Hiking. And then I also have a podcast. 
And this lovely gentleman I'm speaking to right now was just a guest on it. And it was an awesome episode. The podcast is called Trail Tales. Type that in. It's the one with like the blue cover. Um, go check that out, dude. Um, TikTok. Ugh, I cringe every time I say that, but I'm on TikTok. <laughs> Kyle hates hiking. Um, I think that's it. No OnlyFans. I was joking about that. Um, no Twitter. Twitter sucks. I think yeah. uh, I think that's it. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. His podcast, it was actually the one that kind of inspired me to do the the Colorado Trail. And we talked about that on, on your podcast, too. But, yeah, you got a lot of really good episodes there. There's some older ones in there that I definitely recommend people people listen to. And, yeah, man, just a, just a great channel, great guy, great to have you on here. There was something I was going to say as well, and then I totally forgot. And I'll probably maybe – oh, that was the thing. Kyle, you gave me such a great introduction on your podcast. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to rip that out. And like every time I meet a new girl now, I'm just going to play that for them. Here's and then, my intro. Yeah. <laughs> it was so nice of you. So I, I really appreciate that, dude. So awesome. Of course. We will we'll have you on another time. Yeah, dude. I appreciate you having me on. Like, I love what you're doing. I love your attitude. You're doing some badass stuff. So thank you so much for having me on. And I would love to come back whenever... Awesome. Whenever you're willing to have me.